Um, this is all because we've been talking about healing over the last few weeks because Bruce has been reading a book on healing. To understand healing, you have to first look at salvation because um, healing is part of salvation, so salvation or being born again. Bible states that God wants all men to be saved. First Timothy chapter 2, God our Savior who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Um, or another version, partly my version, but it is pleasing to our Savior God to pray for them. He longs for everyone to embrace his life and return to the full knowledge of the truth. Um, to be saved, the person needs to believe and then call upon the name of the Lord, which you would find in Romans chapter 10, starting at verse 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, not your head, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord from his heart will be saved. So it's a heart thing, not a head thing. It's a conversion, not a decision. You have to be converted to Christ. Um, so then the question remains, are all people saved? No, all people are not saved. Of course not. So why not? So the first reason is that many have not heard the gospel of the kingdom. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? Or sharing. So is everybody saved? No. Why not? First reason, they probably haven't heard the true gospel of the kingdom. Number two. Was it 17 or 14? Because you said 17. And sorry, 14. 14. Okay. Second reason people are not saved, in spite of the fact God wills all men to be saved, is they've heard the good news and have rejected it. Second Timothy chapter 3, they're lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. So yes, God wills all men to be saved, but some have never heard that message, and others who have heard it have decided they don't want it. The third reason people aren't saved, in spite of the fact God wills all men to be saved, is they've heard the message, and yet they have not grasped it fully. And that's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7. They're always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. So they are getting to understand, but they haven't reached the point of embracing the truth that they're understanding. All right, there's a fourth reason people are not saved is that they have once believed and they have drifted or are drifting from the truth. And that's Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. So God may will all men to be saved, but there are reasons why all men aren't saved. And the fifth one is, they were saved, and then they renounced the faith. They once embraced it, but now they've removed it from their life. And that's Hebrews chapter 6, starting at verse 4. It is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, have tasted the heavenly gift, have shared in the Holy Spirit, have tasted the goodness of the word of God, the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance. And the reason why it's impossible is because they've hardened their heart and they won't respond to the Holy Spirit convicting them. 
And that's why it says it's impossible for them to restore them to repentance. So God created us with this free will, and he doesn't go against that free will. It's an ability he gave us to choose right or wrong, truth or falsehood, and to decide our own lifestyle and destiny. So God wills all men to be saved, but not all men are saved. Amen? But the truth is still the truth. And the truth is that, you know, I knew I'd forgotten this one. Again, it's the one we started with. God desires all people to be saved, coming to a deep understanding and acceptance of the truth. So God wills all men to be saved, but not everybody is saved. I gave you five reasons why they aren't. The, word, the second thing we need to understand is what the word salvation means. And the word salvation in Greek means soteria. S-O-T-E-R-I-A. Soteria. It's easy. The Greek word includes the following. Being saved or having salvation means you are born again. You are forgiven. You are delivered. You have freedom. You have prosperity in the sense of you're able to have enough to live on and bless the kingdom. doesn't mean you're going to be wealthy and live in a mansion. And then lastly, it also means healing. Healing is part of the gospel of salvation, the gospel of the kingdom. So, would, yep, go ahead. Would that be healings, like the gifts Plural. of Plural. Yes, we'll come to that. So healing for God is his calling card that God uses to get people's attention. So you've got to understand that healing is more for the people in the world than it is for the people in the church. So Matthew 4.23, it says, And he went out throughout the, all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction amongst the people. So that has always been God's plan. The gospel of the kingdom includes being born again, forgiven, freedom, deliverance, prosperity, and healing. But the question still is, God wills all men to be saved, but they're not all saved. God wills all men to be healed, but they're not all healed. That's been God's plan since the beginning, is that we would all be healed. Isaiah 53, this is a verse Bruce has been quoting at us in the last few weeks. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. With his wounds we are healed, or by his stripes we are healed. There's 39 major diseases in the world, there were 39 stripes before he was crucified, 39 whips. Is that what stripes means? Yep. Huh. Okay, and so not only was it in Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 and 5, it's repeated by Peter, one of the foundation apostles of the faith, in 1 Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been, past tense, healed. So healing, then, is available to everybody. God wills all men to be saved, but everybody isn't saved. God wills all men to be healed, but are all healed, 
No. Why? For the same reason people aren't saved. They have free will. They decide against it. So, if you were looking at healing, I'm teaching you the basics of healing. Um, what brings about sickness? There's a number of things. Number one, you live in a fallen world. There are germs in this fallen world and you get sick. Second reason people get sick, there are demons that cause sickness and addictions. They can't cause sick, sickness or addictions unless you open a door, but if you open the door, they can cause them. So thirdly is your lifestyle choices. What you eat, what you drink, how you live, how much sleep you get, what kind of drugs you're taking. So your lifestyle is part of this whole understanding of healing or not healing. Uh, another one would be you are simply aging. We are living longer than we've ever lived before and we're realizing things begin to fall apart inside our bodies as we get into our 80s and 90s. And then the new one, which we have to do a lot of work on as Christians, is your DNA. Because some of us were born defective. <laughs> there are DNA problems. And so where before we might say, uh, let's pick one I used to be. So if somebody has a problem with alcohol, you'd either cast out the demon, because alcoholism can be caused by a demon, or it's a life choice, or it's a sickness, or how about it's something wrong in the DNA? So we need to start to learn how to pray for healing in new ways that involves the DNA. And we needn't be stupid about what's happening in the medical world and what they're discovering. But I think the church is sort of ignoring the DNA part. So you have all these reasons people are healed, not healed, sorry. You have all these reasons people are sick, and so therefore you need to consider what caused the sickness as to then how do you pray for the healing. Because if you're praying for an obese person who has a disease because of his obesity, there's a problem. And maybe God won't heal that person because what you reap, you shall sow. And unless they change their lifestyle, they'll just go back to being sick again. So we need to begin to consider what is the root of the sickness. We needn't be ignorant. Okay, so biblically, healing is available to everybody through the cross of Christ. But biblically, not everybody is healed. But that's not new. In the Bible, everybody wasn't healed. Paul had his thorn in the flesh, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Timothy was sick, 1 Timothy 5. No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. That's verse 23. Ephroditus, Paul says, For he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill near to death. So even in Scripture, not everybody who was saved, these people are saved people, born-again people, not everybody was healed. So there are a number of reasons why people are not healed. Number one, told you this is real basic. They've not heard that Jesus is the great physician and still heals today. They may know that Jesus is Savior, 
but they don't know that healing is part of salvation. Secondly, religion has convinced them it is God's will for them to be sick because God is teaching them something in the sickness. <laughs> Sorry. That's very true. Oh, no, that, that's in angry. almost every traditional religion. Or they're being punished for some sin in their life. So they don't want healing. They don't think healing can be theirs. Okay, thirdly, people aren't healed because they don't want to be. That's right. They would lose their sick benefits, their workman's compensation, uh, their victim mentality. They like the attention of being sick. They wouldn't have anything to talk about. Years ago, we had a man in our church who had fallen off a third story of a building onto his back, and he was in a wheelchair, and he and his wife, and we prayed for him every Sunday for I don't know how many months, until one day I sat him down and said, Vern, why isn't this happening? And he said, that's simple. I don't want to be healed. He's on workman's compensation. He hadn't worked in five years. They just built a house with everything at his level, wheelchair level. He didn't want to be healed. So we quit praying for it. Why do you pray for something somebody doesn't want? They have free will. Fourth reason is that people don't get healed is they don't want to change their lifestyle. An alcoholic will not get delivered or healed if they don't, aren't willing to change their lifestyle. And most of the things that cause people to be alcoholics are, is on forgiveness and resentment. Someone who is obese doesn't want to stop eating, so they won't get healed. Number five, they have a wrong mindset. And this is um, the one about obesity or alcoholism, that which you sow you shall reap. The wrong mindset is the Christians usually. Second Corinthians 10, we have to destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. A lot of Christians have the wrong mindset about healing. And then number six, pardon? Yeah, they have been taught the wrong stuff, the wrong theology, and so they, or they have created their own theology, so they have an opinion about who can get healed, who cannot get healed. You know, so, for example, there's somebody in one of the churches I work with, if Kenneth Copeland showed up and prayed for them, they would get healed. But if you're not the anointed man of God, then they don't get healed. So that's a mindset. They have no understanding of every Christian can pray for the sick. Every Christian can bring that anointing to a person. And that's such a block that if God wanted to heal them that they day, wouldn't. they wouldn't get No, healed. they would not get healed. And that's a Christian issue. And I find it almost everywhere we go. That's why when you pray, we had a young Muslim overseas that was blind, and he got healed, saved, baptized in the Holy Spirit, all in one service. Wow. Because he doesn't have the mindset that God can't do it. He hasn't got an opinion that's contrary to Scripture. And this... No, no, different. I'm coming to faith in a few minutes. The sixth reason people don't get healed is the time is not now. Not there. Or you're not the person to release the healing. So Tom brought this one up, I think, last week when I wasn't heal here. 
the healing of the lame beggar. Jesus passed that man on the way into the temple every time Jesus went to Jerusalem and every day that Jesus went into the temple. And Jesus did not heal the lame man. Peter did, or God did through Peter, uh, weeks, months after Jesus was raised from the dead. So sometimes you're not healed because it isn't the right time or not the right person. Um, and only God knows why the time isn't right. So that's an actual legit thing. Yes. Thank you. It is oh. according to the Bible. All right, so that's the background about healing. So with that background, here's what I think we all need to know. Number one, we, you and I, are called to pray for the sick. It's a sign that the kingdom has come. And you're not going to like what I'm about to say. <laughs> it, it's called to pray for the sick. It's a sign that the kingdom has come. And that's nothing to do with us in the church. That has everything to do with outreach. Okay, so in Luke chapter 10, verses 2, 3, and 9, the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. Pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So they're literally praying that God would send them because they were the only laborers there were at that time. Go your way. Behold, I'm sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. He's sending them into spiritual darkness, telling them pray for healing, and that healing announces the kingdom is here. So it's an outreach. Mark 16, verses 15, 17, and 18. Go into all the world, proclaim the gospel. These signs will accompany those who believe. That's us. In my name, they will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. So it's outreach. We pray for those who are not saved, but who are sick, and they will recover. They don't have to have faith. You don't have to have faith to be healed. You have to have a Christian pray for you to be healed. Okay, so that's the first thing we need to realize. We're called to pray for the sick, and it's a means of announcing the kingdom and reaching out into the world to those who don't know the kingdom. Number two, there are those who regularly flow in the gift of healing. It's one of the nine gifts of the Spirit. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. To another, the Holy Spirit gives gifts, plural, of healings, plural, if you looked in the Greek, by the one Spirit. So there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And again, this is outreach. Why were you baptized in the Holy Spirit? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness. It's not for us to pray for us. It's for us to take the good news into the world and pray for those who do not know Jesus and do not have faith. Why doesn't that happen? It's a question I ask myself a lot. And I think the reason is um, a lot of Christians have not enthroned Jesus in their life. They have him in their life. He's Savior but he's not sitting on the throne of their heart. He's not controlling things. They've not yielded themselves to him. And I'm pulling that out of John chapter 7. In John chapter 4, Jesus talks about a well of water called salvation. In John 7, he's talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
On the most important day of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, All you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. And that is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And it is referencing Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1. Let me tell you the story. There's a vision. Ezekiel, Ezekiel 47. It starts in verse 1, but the verse you want is verse 38. Um, sorry, no. Verse 1 onwards. Verse 38 is the one that's on the screen. Okay? You could translate this. will burst out from within you. It could also have been translated, rivers of living waters will flow from his throne within you. Because the reference is Ezekiel, where there was a throne in the temple, in, in Ezekiel's vision, and there was a leak of water coming out from underneath it, and it was just a dribble of water. But the further it went from the throne, the more water there was, the wider it was, the deeper it was. And when it went out of the temple into the city, it got wider and deeper, and eventually gets all the way down to the Dead Sea. And everything it touches all the way along returns to life. So now the Dead Sea is actually alive. It has fish. Plants are growing around the Dead Sea. And so that was the rivers that, that Ezekiel saw in his vision. But that's the rivers Jesus is promising here. But it starts in the throne. And I think the reason most Christians who are baptized in the Holy Spirit don't see healings in the world is that they have not really enthroned Jesus on their heart. And therefore, they're not listening for his voice to do what he says to do. Let me give you that another way. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 says, Do not be drunk with wine, which is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, controlled by the Holy Spirit. Okay, third thing you find about healing is that elders are especially called by, to lay hands on the sick. All of a sudden, we've gone from outreach to caring for the sheep. Okay, so number one was you're called to pray for the sick. Kingdom is a sign, a sign of the kingdom. Number two is that people have these gifts inside of us. And again, that's outreach to be a witness that the kingdom is alive and the king is Jesus. Number three is elders are called to lay hands on the sick inside the church. That's care for the sheep. James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. There's your prayer of faith, but it's not the person being prayed for that needs the faith, it's the elder. And then number four, the fourth thing we see about it is believers are called to pray for each other. And again, that's care of the sheep. It's not outreach, it's inside. And you find that in James chapter 5, verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Because you are born again, you can ask God to heal you. You don't need us. And you don't need an elder. But apparently, there are times when it doesn't work, when we just do it for ourselves, and then we need one another. So we pray for healing for one another. 
Okay. It's a little humbling sometimes, too. Very. Pride is an issue. Yes, very humbling. And it's good because God resists the proud and gives grace to heal to those who are humble. Okay, so in Scripture, the major use of healing was a sign to the non-believer. So people would first get healed, God would get their attention, and then they would hear the gospel of the kingdom and get saved. So if you go to a Muslim nation, that's how God is doing it in the Muslim nation. They are having dreams and visions because they believe in dream, that God communicates through dreams and visions. So he's doing it because that's what they believe. And he's talking to them about healing and then healing them through that dream and vision. He's telling them somebody's going to come through the village. A village can have 50,000 people and he's going to heal people, but he's not going to bring the message. And so Jesus actually appears personally in these villages and heals people. And then somebody like my team will come in behind that a couple of weeks later, and they've expected you to come. They're not surprised you're there. And they're there to hear the message you're bringing because Jesus told them, somebody will bring you a message. And he's already got their attention. And he's already healed them all. So healing, the main purpose of healing in Scripture was to introduce the kingdom and get people to be born again. It's a sovereign move of God. They don't need faith. Okay, so 43 years ago in November, uh, November the 8th, 1976, I was a non-believer. I was a priest, but I was a non-believer. I was not saved, and I got healed. The next night, November the 9th, 1976, I got saved. Three months later, on February the 9th, 1977, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, all on the same verse. Um... So in my experience, it's healing, salvation, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Get off your butt and go do something. Um, and I think that's what God is still trying to do today. That if we will take the gifts, the healing, out into the community and just get brave enough to say, I could pray for you and do it there, not later when you get home because you won't remember anyways, um, we will see people get healed. In my experience, if you're not careful, you can lose the healing. Why? Because you're not saved yet. The whole purpose of the healing is to get you saved. Oh, okay. So if you get somebody saved, you need to, or sorry, healed, you need to stay with them. Maybe not the same day, but they need to hear the gospel or else the devil's going to steal the healing. Even when you get a Christian healed, so let's go the other way. You get somebody saved, healed, and then get them saved the same night. You need to teach them how to maintain that healing. Every morning for two years, two months, and two days, I woke up with the same back problem I had before I got healed. Two years, two months, and two days. And I almost heard the devil say at the last day, well, I guess you really believe it, so I'll just bugger off and leave you alone. So at any point during those two years, two months, and two days, I could have just said, well, I guess I didn't get healed, and I would have gone right back to what I was like. You have to fight for what you received. Not fight to get it, fight to keep it. So if you're in the world praying for the non-believer, you need to, when you get them saved, say now. The attack will come because the devil wants you back. 
and you need to protect it. And I believe many people lose their healings, even after these big crusades, where they really do get healed, because the devil steals the healing. Third John 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. How does your soul prosper? You get saved. So you may have been healed and therefore you're in good health, but unless your soul prospers, your mind, your will, and your emotions has to become involved in the life of Christ, you won't keep the healing. You'll lose it. Okay, one more thing to do. When you're looking at healing and the role of faith in healing, we need to be careful. You can't create a theology or a teaching on healing based on one or two verses. You can't create any doctrine or teaching or theology based on one or two verses. You know, and you know that just in your head. You know, judge not, you shall not be judged. And that's most people's theology of judging. And they you with it. Yeah, except Jesus said that, and then Paul said, well, what right do we have to judge those who are outside the church? Every right. No, you don't have any right. What right do we have to judge those who are inside the church? Every right. You judge the fruit, not the heart. So Jesus, you can't just quote one verse on judging and not the other one. And so you can't create a theology on one verse. And you can't create a theology based on your subjective experience or lack of experience. I got whole churches I go to who don't believe in healing because they've never seen anybody healed. Never mind what the Bible says. They're basing it on the experience. Well, we don't believe in tongues anymore because we don't speak in tongues. So... To understand healing, you have to kind of take the whole New Testament and not just one isolated verse, okay? So, you didn't have enough faith, so you didn't get healed. I got healed and I didn't have any faith. Yeah. I didn't believe in Jesus as Savior. I knew him as a historical person, but I didn't know that he was God. I didn't know that his death on the cross meant anything. Nobody ever taught me any of that. I got healed. No faith. Paul had faith. He wrote half the New Testament, but he had a thorn in the flesh, and God said, my grace is sufficient. I'm not healing it. Timothy had lots of faith. He was mentored by Paul for many years, but he took wine for his stomach issues. Ephroditus was sick unto death and almost did die. That sounded a little desperate. These guys were all men of faith. So when you say, if you have enough faith, you can get healed, that's not true. Good, thank you. <laughs> Healing works with or without faith. Now, if you're inside the church, you have faith. When people pray for you, the healing should happen sooner, easier, better, faster. But when you're out in the world, those people don't have any faith. And that's where healing is supposed to be being used. So when you say that a person is not healed because they did not believe, that is not true. Unsaved people can be healed all the time and they don't believe in Jesus okay when you tell a believer they didn't have enough faith to be healed that's not true either all you're doing is making them feel guilty and condemning them because they're not good enough when you don't get healed 
and you beat yourself up because I'm a believer, I should be healed, and you're not, and you think, I guess I just don't have enough faith, that's going to go back to something Tom said a couple of Saturdays ago, I'm not good enough, I don't have enough, what I do isn't enough. And again, that's just guilt and condemnation. I had no faith for healing. I had no faith in Jesus, and God healed me. So faith is not the issue. I have lots more faith now, and I have two incurable diseases. Right? So faith isn't the issue. So the bottom line is, it's not our place to understand everything. And that's the problem when we're trying to nail everything down to a formula. If you have faith, or you do this, or you do that, or you get prayed here, or that happens. No, God said, my ways are greater than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And you can't box God in. He works with you, or he can work without you. And he does things differently than you expect, and often when you don't expect. <laughs> So here's what I believe. It's our task as part of the Great Commission to lay hands on the sick and release healing. So somebody like you, Shirley, have a tremendous job because you're laying hands on people. And even if they're not believers and didn't ask you to pray for healing, you could, even quietly, and see what God can do. It's our task as believers to support one another and pray for healing if we're not managing to get it on our own. It's God's task to heal. So when it doesn't happen, you didn't fail, because God didn't say heal them. God said lay hands on the sick. So you do your part, let God do his part. So here's my advice, or my understanding. Jesus said, whatever I see the Father do, that's what I do. And whatever I hear the Father say, that's what I say. That's why he didn't hail the lame man at the beautiful gate of the temple. Because as he walked past the man, God the Father did not say, heal the man. God the Father didn't show Jesus that man being healed. So don't go there. So Jesus had tried. No. Even though God didn't, because God didn't say it. But he had tried just because, you know, shit happens. It wouldn't have worked. Because God In my understanding, him. that's right. Okay. And if Jesus had done it, he would have disobeyed because Jesus only did what he saw the Father do and only spoke what he heard the Father say, which is why his ministry was so successful. And so Peter, walking past that same man that Jesus walked past many times over the years going into that temple, Peter saw the Father heal that man and heard God say, lay hands on him. Peter did, and the man got up. So that's all we need to learn how to do. Instead of feeling guilty, just wait. I don't pray for every sick person I see on an airplane. I don't pray for every sick person in a mall I go to. You'd never sleep. Well, you'd be busy. <laughs> you might be locked up as well. So all I do is wait till I see or hear and then obey. And that's what Jesus did. And I think that's what we should do. And then you don't have to have these guilt trips about, I don't have enough faith. Or maybe I should have prayed for them. No, maybe you shouldn't have. Relax. God knows what he's doing. So my advice would be we all need to listen and watch and do what we know God said to do. 
And that means we need to have a darn good daily open relationship with God so that we're available. That's my last comment. Make sure it is God because I get so tired of people saying God told me <laughs> and you want to shake your head and say, I got 10 verses that says God didn't say that. Um, so just make sure God said it, and then you will see the results. But we've got to get away from this guilt trip of, I didn't have enough faith, they didn't have enough faith. We, No. How much faith do you need? Well, I hear people say all the time that when Jesus walked the earth, he healed everybody. No. He no, he didn't. He would have never done anything else. No, yeah. yeah. Couldn't get, couldn't get to the pool to get in when the angels stirred the water and in a room full of crowded with sick people he touched one man and walked out yeah. and they were all there for healing that's right so yeah alright 